Hey man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah man, well turn it up man! This is Rock News Weekly. Every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of July 31st, 2023, season 5, episode number 29. This week we talk about Blink-182's Tom DeLonge, honored by Fender with his own signature guitar collection, 11 new tech schools join the Metallica Scholarship Initiative, Pantera's bassist Rex Brown gets married in a private ceremony in Spain, and an unfortunate in-memoriam this week as Sinead O'Connor has passed away at the age of 56. Plus, this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live every Sunday, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, and on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. All right, it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris here as well as David. What's up, David? Hey, how's it going for you this week? Been going pretty good. Like you were saying, it seemed like the week just kind of dragged on with this heat. Maybe uh, kind of seemed like it took a little bit longer than, than usual this week, but... We made it through another one. Yeah, it felt like it was like last Sunday was like a month ago. <laughs> I know. I feel like I've talked to people about last Sunday and referred to it as like a month ago. <laughs> and I'm sure all of you guys out there are feeling the heat no matter where you're at. It seems like, man, we just cannot get away from it. Um, so stay cool. Let's get to the news this week, though. We got lots to talk about. Uh, this week of July 31st, Season 5, Episode 29, talking about Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 getting honored by Fender with his own signature guitar collection. We'll go over that. 11 new tech schools joining the Metallica Scholarship Initiative. Pantera's Rex Brown uh, gets married in a private ceremony in Spain. And an unfortunate in-memoriam this week as we um, uh, deal with Sinead O'Connor passing at the age of 56, as well as another musician uh, from the Eagles that we'll get to uh, in just a bit. But everything's up. Rocknewsweekly.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all at Rocknewsweekly. Uh, so, yes, Sinead O'Connor passing away at the age of 56. Um, the Irish media quoted her family on Wednesday saying, quote, It is with great sadness we announce the pass- passing of our beloved Sinead. Her family and friends are devastated, have requested privacy at this very difficult time. Um, there wasn't really anything that kind of came out in terms of um, uh, autopsy or anything like that. The results of her autopsy could take several weeks decision on whether an inquest will be needed and decided when they are known. Uh, O'Connor's family announced the news of her death on Wednesday. Um, And so it says foul play is not initially expected, but her cause of death has not been revealed. Do you think there's something going on here? Do you think it was a suicide? Do you think it was an overdose? Or do you think it was something else? What do you think? I mean, unfortunately, I'd like to think it wasn't a suicide, but I kind of think it seems like a... The signs point to that. Well, and if this offers a clue here, in 2007, she revealed to Oprah Winfrey that she had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and that she actually tried to kill herself on her 33rd birthday. She was the mother to four children, and her 17-year-old son Shane died by suicide last year. Oh, man. In her last tweet, she posted, "Been living as undead night creature since. He was the love of my life, the lamp of my soul. So... I mean, losing her 17-year-old son to suicide, that's got to be really tough for anybody to deal with, and it sounds like she never really recovered from that. Yeah, that's that's just devastating. I can't even imagine. That's super sad. Um, and, of course, Sinead O'Connor, be remembered for many political statements, but the most infamous was the 1992 event during Saturday Night Live where she ripped up a picture of Pope John Paul II during the performance on Saturday Night Live, shredding the picture which she removed from a frame in her mother's home after her death was a protest against child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. And at the time, people were like, oh, what, you know, she's, uh, can't believe she did that. Now, all of this stuff that's come out 20, 30 years later, all the sexual abuse that nobody thought was happening at that time, Sinead O'Connor was one of the ones that was kind of uh, not afraid to say so. So kind of look back in history on that that that's rock and roll it is that right there it's punk rock i mean that's like the very definition of that right and she was right so um you know another r.i.p this week unfortunately as randy uh meisner eagles co-founder their original bassist the um 
original bassist from the Eagles passed away at the age of 77. Uh, statement was released on Thursday, passed away on Wednesday, July 26, due to complications from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD. Uh, sounds like he's a smoker. Uh, very popular disease to pass away from when you are a smoker. Um, the bassist was the original bassist with the Eagles, wrote all their big hits, Take It to the Limit. He was on all of their albums except for uh, at Hotel California. He was only on it for half of that album, and then uh, he, he left. But he was on the bi big ones, Desperado, Eagles on the Border, One of These Nights, and more. Um, uh, bandmate Don Felder once called him the sweetest man in music business, and he, he looks like a genuinely nice guy. Looks like a really good dude, so... Sad to um, report. It's kind passing. of a, yeah. I mean, he's got that nice elven haircut, right? Right. Then the, the <laughs> wisdom seems to yes. exude from him, right? So, yeah. uh, so R.I.P. Scott Meisner, uh, or Randy Meisner, excuse me. All right. Rock news this week: Tom DeLonge, Blink One Eighty Two, honoring him, or uh, Fender rather, honor uh, honoring him with a new collection of guitars, a limited edition collection. The guitar enthusiast has commented on the press release, I try to write music that is accessible and easy to play and enjoy so that people can come along for the ride. The simplicity really inspired this new Strat. It has one knob and one pickup, but makes it easy to turn up, play, and sound great, especially important when you're in front of a crowd and already have plenty to think about. Uh, it Retailing for $1,300, bucks. it's kind of a lot for this very simple guitar. With yeah, not, not a lot to it. Is it that uh, candy paint has real candy in it? <laughs> uh, so they kind of give some details about this. Um, single master volume knob, treble bleed, circuit preser preserves the high end, uh, modern seat neck, uh, jumbo frets. Nothing very special, to be honest. It just I think they're just kind of uh, capitalizing on Blink-182's tour and popularity right now uh, with a very simple kind of basic guitar. But I guess for the fans of Blink, you know, hey, maybe this is something up your alley. I do like the colors. I'll say that the, the color shades are kind of cool and a little different. Um, they're not the, the colors you see all the time on Fender guitars, so I do like that part of it. But other than that, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this kind of leads me to a question. Yes. I wonder, um, do you think that Fender had this guitar and they approached Blink-182 about it? Or do you think that they was, this was something that they, like... Hey, Blink-182, we want to... Yeah, that, that's a good question, because these are things sometimes... It's usually a combination of the two. It's usually that Tom DeLonge is already sponsored by Fender. Like, they're already giving him whatever guitars they have, right? Yeah. They're stock guitars, right? <clears throat> and then he messes with them, does his own thing, maybe takes out the pickup, and kind of modifies it to his own needs, right? Okay. Now, Fender has these things called custom shops, where they collaborate with artists to basically recreate whatever specific guitar they have that they're using on stage for the fans to buy as a special edition type of a guitar. Oh, okay. So, like, for example, Eddie Van Halen, he would modify his pickups. He would do different things to them. So when they come out with the Eddie Van Halen signature, it has all those things in it that uh, basically would that be... That he had done, like... That he had done himself. himself. Okay. And then so they work with Fender to collaborate on this stuff. So that so whole this thing... this is a similar thing? This is a similar type of a thing. Okay. This is a, either he took out a pickup, or, you know, because usually all those Fenders come with three or two pickups. They hardly ever come with one, just one pickup like that. So he probably had them speci specifically design this with the pick guard with only one pickup actually in the body. But he probably modified it himself, you know, by... Either creating Getting custom pick, pick bar, bar or all or that like, stuff. Yeah. Yes. So now this is all custom to where someone can buy it just like you would see it him playing it on the stage. Uh, okay. So it is. It's a little more personalized than I was. Yes. Than I was suspecting. It's more of a premium type of a thing, uh, and usually they come signed. Uh, it'll have an autograph. It'll come with a very special case, all that type of stuff. So it is a little bit above and beyond, you know, a typical guitar. It's more of like if you're an ultimate fan of of that band, you know, and you're, uh, you know, that that's what you would do but okay. you know I, I honestly don't you could probably find a guitar that sounds very similar to that for less than half the price you know but anyway there you go alright let's uh, move on this is a cool thing here Scorpions honored by their hometown with the Cross of Merit Scorpions members Klaus Mein Rudolf Schenker and Matthias Jabs have been awarded the Prime Minister of their hometown of Hanover Germany with the Great Lower Saxony Cross of Merit the award is given to recognize one service to the state so kind of cool. Good for them, right? Scorpions, man. We love you. Very, very popular in Thailand. Are they? Yeah. I love that, the scorpions in Thailand. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 
Uh, the band shared a photo, which we have here on our uh, podcast on our Twitch channel on YouTube. You guys can check it out. It says, it was a fantastic celebration, and we'd like to thank Prime Minister Stefan Weil, or Weil uh, at the state of Lower Saxony for the presentation of this wonderful honor. So good for them. They're, they're good, uh, good dudes. And they were saying that uh, the Prime Minister pointed out they've always promoted peace in their lyrics, and I, I agree with that. They're one of those bands that, you know, they're a heavy band and kind of considered a metal band. Very positive. And yeah, they're they're always about you know equality and positivity and really good stuff. So well, they just they I mean in general they just they give you a nice feeling, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I think that's why it's they like kind a, of translate they boost to, you, and I think that's why like in Thailand and other parts of the world they feel it. They yeah. feel it. They feel that positivity yeah. in their message. So good for them. Well deserved. Um, all right, super group here featuring members of Nirvana and Soundgarden as well as Pearl Jam. All releasing uh, a new song. It's uh, part of this group called Third Secret, featuring Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thiele, Nirvana bassist Chris Novoselic, Pearl Jam Soundgarden drummer Matt Cameron, and more. They've dropped a new music video. The track is called State of Mind. It's the first single from their second full-length album, The Second Third Secret, which came out on June 23rd. So if you guys want to check that out, fan of those bands. Um, And this is... Cameron and Thiel's first full album collaboration since the 2017 death of Chris Cornell. Uh, they have not been active in Soundgarden at all, so this is what they've been doing. All the members of Soundgarden since then been kind of doing this. So you, you didn't mention there they have a Bogwan in the a Bogwan. <laughs> What's a Bogwan? <laughs> have you ever seen that documentary Wild Wild Country? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay, I recommend it. Okay, it's it's a good one, but it's about a um, a cult movement that took over a town in Oregon. Wow. Under okay. a, a a sort of like um, Hindu uh, leader. Ah. The, the guy's he's he, his title is is a Bhagwan. And this guy with and the this, beard, this I would guy imagine, here looks just like him. <laughs> just that's that's just, Kim Thile. Yeah, from Kim Thile. He looks <laughs> just like him. Well, hopefully he's not a Hindu cult leader on the side now that he's been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not busy he with Soundgarden. He could probably. I mean, shoot, <laughs> just a skip and a hop over from Seattle. Yeah, know? that is true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, uh, second, third secret. That album's out now, guys. Check it out. All right, Metallica doing another cool thing this week. Metallica kind of on a roll lately. Uh, they've launched year five of their Metallica Scholars Initiative. So this is a cool thing where they create these, um, well, they collaborate with existing tech schools. So there's tech schools out there that um, they're do- trying to do this workforce education. Um, they're saying, quote, this is Lars from the band. We're seeing results five years in with the help of community colleges across the country. We're helping people fill these essential jobs, which require skills and training. So proud and grateful we can facilitate this program. So it now directly supports 42 community colleges across 33 states. And these new schools will each receive $100,000 to enhance the student experience as they receive career training, economic development, and more. So they have all these new schools joining the program, South Carolina, Wyoming, Tennessee, Colorado, Mississippi, Wisconsin, Oxnard, California, Minnesota, Louisiana, Texas, South Dakota, all getting a hundred grand each. So that's pretty awesome. That's well over a million dollars, 1.1 million. So this is, let's see, for jobs and... These are basically tech schools. Yeah, just, well, I mean, there's like a bunch of, looks like, Community colleges. Yeah, so we got Aiken like, Technical College. Then we also have <laughs> Columbia State Community College. So yeah. it sounds like they're they have community well, that colleges. Oxnard College there. That's in the uh, Ventura. That's in the uh, community college of California. So it sounds like it's a combo of tech and community college because they yeah. have the technical colleges here, tech schools, but community colleges that probably offer tech programs. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine. So that's pretty cool. I yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I went to a vocational school myself, and I think those are kind of underrated in terms of um, if you kind of know what you want to do and you have an idea and you want to get a certificate or a degree uh, without all the BS of the other stuff of a four-year university. The stuff you want to know. Yeah. And you could get out and get right into the workforce. So sometimes that's the way to go for certain people. So. Well, and I think it's especially good in the sense that sometimes those technical colleges can be really, you know, 
I don't know about these. They seem like more state-oriented ones. Yeah. But some of those private for-profit oh, yeah, ones for, can for just profit. be terribly expensive. No, and I think you're right. And it and looks like boosting all- these is a great idea. Because exactly. I think a lot of people don't realize, like, to community college in California, for example, it's free. Yeah. First yes. two years, like, that's how long it takes to do it, and yep. it's free. Yeah, why like pay for one of those for-profit schools? Yeah, like, you see the ads on TV, and people get suckered into it. Yeah. And I think, but, yeah, yeah that's like a good, great point. like boosting this kind of stuff, Yeah, that's great. So good for Metallica, man. Uh, more bands and people in general need to do this stuff. Why is Metallica b- boosting our community college program? I think it's great, but, you know, I wish we'd have more of that stuff going on in different fields. Yeah, yeah. All right, Billy Corgan doing something cool coming up on Tuesday, August 8th, uh, next week. Uh, He's going to be doing a conversation. It says, a conversation with Billy Corgan. He's going to make an appearance at the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles. A special in-person event at the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles. He will discuss his career, recent music, creative process, and more uh, that takes place on August 8th. Tickets are available to the public, and uh, they're uh, currently going to be kicking off a North American tour. Uh, coming up on Friday, July 28th in Las Vegas with STP, Interpol, and Rival Sons. That's going to be a pretty awesome lineup. Um, very cool. So good for Billy Corgan. I don't know uh, if he's holding his own hand so hard yeah, here. That, that was. I was wondering about that. It looks like the... <laughs> his left hand looks like it got put in a pot of boiling water. And then his yeah, right hand all, looks completely right. It's a different, white. different color. <laughs> so, or does he have tattoos all over I his hand? I don't think so. I was, have you ever seen uh, the... The uh, movie cover for uh, Jungle Fever, that movie, a long time ago. Well, it's an African man's yeah. hand and a white woman's hand. I don't remember. It looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, a happy marriage to uh, Pantera's Rex Brown after a 40-year relationship. He's finally tying the knot. Uh, after being in love with his girlfriend for almost 40 years, though their wedding was in June, it was a private ceremony and no one found out until this month. They just announced it. He popped the question to her last winter. They got married in Spain last month. Small ceremony without any guests. When he announced their nuptials, he said, quote, Some days are diamonds, some days are rocks, but this day below made me so full of gratitude it cannot be explained in front. They said they fell in love in 1984, grew apart, then reunited in 2011, and been together ever since. They live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, of course, Pantera currently on their North American tour. Going to be coming to Aftershock in October. So... I, I I I can't stop myself from saying it, but I think probably the reason why it was a small ceremony is because he didn't choose any of that. <laughs> That's all her, right? That is not Pantera right at all. Yeah, it so. kind of it reminds me of the way. Um, when uh, what's her name, the Kardashian and Travis Barker yeah, got married, yeah, and it seemed like Travis Barker was just like kind of going along for whatever she yeah, wanted, you yeah. know? She wanted to get married in Italy and in Las Vegas and do this whole deal, yeah. and it's you know, it sounds like very similar, right? Like seems like the dude probably like, okay, it's been forty years, I guess we'll finally I mean, don't do it. Don't get me wrong, it looks lovely. <laughs> yeah, right? sure, it looks right. lovely. Yeah, but yeah, I can see he's probably like didn't want to have some uh, MTV special. <laughs> right, right. Well, good for them. I hope it works out, and I hope they have a happy marriage. Um, all right, some rock birthdays we got to get to. Let's do it. All right, rock birthdays. Take it away, David. All right. Now, this is surprising to me. Uh, Thurston Moore, guitarist and singer of Sonic Youth, is 65. He is 65. Wow. That is a current picture, The one uh, one of the ones that I could find. It's like as a kid, I never realized I know. Sonic Youth is like my parents' age. Mm-hmm. Wow. Isn't that crazy? In the 90s, they must have been, what, 30-something? Yeah. If, yeah. Like into their 40s. In early 30s? Like, yeah, yeah mid-30s. Mid-30s, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, huh? So, yep, 65. Who else we got? Uh, Jim McCarty, drummer of the Yardbirds, Box of Frogs, and co-founder of Renaissance. is 80. Box of Frogs. What a great band. It's a good one. <laughs> Mick Jagger, uh, singer of the Rolling Stones, is 103. <laughs> Or uh, 80. 80. Okay. Uh, 80 yeah. years old. I, it wasn't Keith Richards. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, Roger Taylor, drummer of Queen, is 74 years old. 74. Gary Sharon, singer of Extreme and Van Halen, 62. Jacoby Shaddix, a.k.a. Kobe Dick, lead singer of Papa Roach. 
47. Kobe Dick, not really the best. Yeah, I could see why he kind of changed Kobe that. Kobe Dick. <laughs> um, but but uh, that's not how he used to look. Yeah, well, he look in the, he, well, he used to. He looked more like he's in uh, Rascal Flats. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Like, than, does, uh, Papa Roach. He, he does look like he is in that, Rascal Flats. Yeah, that hair Flats. is really good. It's something, it's really huh? Really good. Uh, Getty Lee, singer and bassist of Rush. He's also the leader yeah. of the elves. Um, the elven. Yeah, the, the elven, elven tribe. Tribe. Yes, from the, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He's the sole surviving the elvish. The sole surviving elf that we elv- we've elvish lost this lord. Week. Yes. 70 years old. Uh, John Sykes, singer of Thin Lizzy, White Snake, and Blue Murder, is 64. John Sykes. Neil Doughty, keyboardist of, uh, keyboardist, I should say, of Ario <laughs> Speedwagon, is 77. 77. Patty Sialfa. Did I say that correctly? I don't know. Sialfa? Sialfa? I don't know. Singer and guitarist of the E Street Band and wife of Bruce Springsteen is 70 years old. There you go. What a happy couple. Look at those two. Great. Jeffrey Hammond, sometimes called Jeffrey Hammond Hammond, <laughs> former bassist from Jethro Tull. Is now, why is that? Why do you think he's some kind called Jeffrey Hammond Hammond? Did he marry himself? <laughs> is it because it's... Uh, that kind of blew my mind. I should have looked that yeah, up. I should have Googled that's that. That's an important thing to... I don't know. And where is he there? Is he on it the... It looks uh, like he's in front of a photograph a painting, or a painting. Yeah. yeah. But it looks real. I, maybe that's his painting. Real. Maybe he. Maybe he's a painter now. Well, if he's a painter, congratulations. That's that beautiful. That looks like it's like on an easel or something. Right? Yeah, that's better than a hotel, <laughs> hotel painting. All right, we got some trivia. Let's get to the trivia, guys. All right, yes, this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, let's do it. What do we got for you guys? This week in 1954, this musician made his professional concert debut in Memphis, Tennessee's Overton Park, opening for Slim Whitman. Slim Whitman, excuse me. Who was it? Who made their musical debut this week in 1954? Was it A, Bob Dylan, B, Roy Orbison, C, Elvis Presley, was it D, Cocaine Cowboy Crosby and the Cattle Rustling Creepers? <laughs> Opening for Slim Whitman. The Cattle Rustling Creepers. <laughs> there's, there's a, dude, there's some life for that one right That's there. That's a good one, huh? The Cattle Rustling Creepers. <laughs> um, I All guess. Right, what do you think? I, I'm between Roy Orbison and Elvis Presley, but I'm going to okay. go, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with uh, Evis. Okay, locking it in, going with yep. Elvis. Yep. All right, open well, for I'm Slim Whitman, 1954. You are absolutely correct. What? Here's you some... need to have some sort of button you push. I know. That makes I need a, a yeah, like a, getting it right. You're right. Because that one is uh, <laughs> the first time. <laughs> we should have something that'll shoot out confetti on the confetti. screen. Confetti. Yes. All right, and no plastic confetti. Pens, all right. All paper. That's true. Uh, his first official build performance was this week, July 30th, 1954. At the Overton Park Shell, known as now known as Levitt Shell, Elvis billed as Elvis Presley opened for Slim Whitman. The legend goes that he was so nervous his legs began to shake. It worked in his favor by turning that into a style of dancing, and he left that show with a host of new fans. No way! That's supposedly how it started. And you know what? It wasn't that old uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, it wasn't Forrest Gump that showed him Forrest with Gump. his leg braces. Yeah. <laughs> Lies. That's all lies, apparently. Uh, but there you go. There you go, Elvis. Young Elvis. I love those shell things. Yeah, those like shell concert things. Yeah, kind of like the... Uh, at the Applegate. Yeah, at the Applegate Park. That is true. From that era, for sure. All right, we got some new albums this week. Looks like not too bad of a list. I think you I think got I this. I can do this. I can do this. All right, guys. 30 seconds or less. Your new albums of the week. David, take it away. Archblade, Kill the Witch, Astral Born, Across Eons, Dead Heat, Endless Torment, From Ashes to New, Blackout Girls School, What the 45, or WT45, 
The Gorge, Mechanical Fiction, James Rivera's Metal Wave, New Wave Gone Metal, Low Life, Leader of a New Generation, Mutoid Man, Mutants, Nuclear Power Trio, Wet Ass Plutonium, <laughs> Panzer Christ, Last of a Kind, Sadistic Vision, Destroyer of All Dreams, Saul, This Is It, The Five End seconds. of Everything, Seven Dust, Truth Killer, Sign of Swarm, Amongst the Low and Empty Acid, Dead Deadbeats, Slaughter of the First Avenue. <laughs> Just in time. Just in the nick of time. Little, got a little, uh, got a little comfy there. Yeah, a little you too. Started, yeah. You know, oh, I got this. Gotta keep, yeah, gotta keep humble. Gotta keep humble. What's your favorite out of all of those? Good gosh, you know, favorite I, band I, you and know, favorite album. There were some album. that were quite shocking, mm -hmm. but I, th I think my favorite there was Mutoid Man. Mutoid Man is a good just band as name. a band name, right? I like um, that. Mutoid Man, good band name. Now, favorite uh, album. What the forty-five? I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is, I don't like that. I think that's because Girl School. I think it's their 45th anniversary. Okay. So I think that's okay. that's that. But yeah, I don't like the abbreviation. Ah, uh, but for band names. Well, no, Mutoid Man was a band name. Or I mean, for album names, album names. I mean. Uh. Yeah, that. I kind of like Wet Ass Plutonium. Yeah, that is that one is a <laughs> little Cardi B <laughs> reference there. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, huh? All right, so there you go. All right, movie TV entertainment news this week. Barbie breaking the box office records. Got asked, did you see uh, any of your kids see Barbie? Have you seen Barbie? Uh, I haven't, but everyone else in my family except for my son has seen it. What is their verdict? Uh, th I think all they all enjoyed liked it. it. Yeah, yep. they all liked it. It seems to be that's the consensus, taking the top spot with $155 million over this three-day stretch. It took, um, I guess the mark. It says it marks the best over, best ever opening for a female director, which uh, is really would cool. Would you look at that? In our history of Hollywood, the best ever. Uh, so that's and that that's was pretty, uh, what's her name? Uh, can't I don't her know. name right now. Yes. But yeah, she did uh, some other movies. One about a young woman in Sacramento. That I really uh, right. I liked it. Yeah, dang it, I'm I'm forgot can't her, name. her name right now. Um, but anyway, I guess very cool. So she got the uh, the director kind of notification or um um whatever there for best opening female director, and it also broke the record for highest debut this year, which is pretty awesome. I guess a trend now is happening though. TikTokers are testing their men with the Barbie movie. Barbie is now a relationship test for men, according to TikTok. If a man is open to seeing the movie and discussing the issues presented, then he passes. TikTok user Swagalish has posted a video saying on Sunday talking about this. This has amassed almost 4 million views, saying all men should see the Barbie movie. Some viewers replied with the results of the Barbie test. He gave it a 10 out of 10, saying that it, he's glad it talked about girl and boy problems. Others were disturbed at their, part, at their partner's reactions, saying, quote, he had a hissy fit and it's making me question everything, one woman said about her husband. <laughs> So I, it, this is one of those movies where it seems like it's a cultural kind of event and a polarizing film at the, at that. And so do, do you kind of agree with, you know, like, uh, watch this and see how you react and see if it's well, good I for can the relationship. This is going to be like one of those, uh, you know, reactionaries are going to be like, oh, you know, can't stand a Barbie can't movie. Stand the Barbie movie. It's going to be like Fox News is, you know, it's kind of the litmus test for to that talk now. about, you yep. know. I could see that. Um, it's funny though, because I've apparently in a lot of uh, conservative states, that's the movie that people were going out to see, and in the more, one movie, more like liberal in states, they were going to see Oppenheimer. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I was a little. I was looking at a thing yesterday, and I was like, "That's interesting." That's a um, so interesting, right? Yeah, I like those kinds of like yeah those kinds of things. Look. Cultural touchstone. It's good. Yes, I, I I like it when it when they happen. It's good to to see what how people react. Uh, so speaking about Hollywood, though, this was a big deal <clears throat> this week, where Netflix had the balls to post a job listing, paying nearly a million dollars. Fuck you for an AI related job while all the writers and actors are still on strike. Yeah, I do. Oh man, I I actually I saw that and I. I'm considering seriously just canceling my Netflix yeah. subscription. This is pretty bad. And if you're them, listening right? to me, all of you out there, do it. <laughs> do it. Right? Well, here's this. Check this out, man. I hate this idea, and this is what they're doing this AI thing for. The use of AI is one of the core things about this SAG after strike, yeah, yeah. right? 
So the chief negotiator, Duncan Crabtree for SAG-AFTRA, says studios can scan background actors, pay them for one day's work, and use their likeness forever. Yuck. That's yuck. That is disgusting. And that's why they're on the picket lines right now is yeah. because that's what's yeah. starting to happen. That kind of stuff. And also, I mean, it's, it's funny because like, the writer's strike, a lot of the writers, they realize you cannot use AI to write a good script. Like You'll spend basically... You know, you take a script that AI has written and you've got to completely overhaul it. And it's just easier yep. to take a script that was written by a person. Yep. But to the movie studios, they don't care. And, yep. it, yep. and people these days, it seems like we have such like, you know, we're working all the time. We're just like, just give me something to look at for a minute after I get home mm-hmm. that they don't we don't we don't like. Uh, I mean, I guess we do have discerning you know, palettes for art to some degree, so. but a lot of people are like, uh, the, the the studio executives are like, yeah, we'll just give them this crap and what are they going to do about it? Yeah, exactly. And I and you're right. And I think that's the thing that, that we're now becoming, we're having to become more discerning in that regard because all they're giving us is a bunch of BS. It's all yeah. fodder. Yeah. It's all low, low brow, low hanging fruit nonsense. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, man, in my profession, I'm dealing with... Uh, not necessarily AI right now, but uh, over the over the horizon, I know, and I've talked to some people that there are textbook companies yep. that have it, so that you can have about a, you know two thousand students taught by one professor because they've got a whole bunch of AI yep. doing stuff, and it's low quality crap. I mean, the teaching in that situation yep. is not very good, but. They don't care. The bosses don't care. And if They're they like, can if save X amount of money, yeah, I'll it, save some money. Yeah. And 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 students don't seem to really they're know not the gonna, difference. Well, they're not re- like you're saying. They're like, they're, just give me the A. Yeah. Right. So, Sad. oh boy, oh boy. All right. Some more news around the world. Uh, some crazy fires going on in the Greek island of Rhodes. Nineteen thousand people had to be exacula- uh, evacuated there. What, from, what was it? You almost said exacuated. Something else there. That's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Right on the edge of what was appropriate there. Yeah, yeah, there. Evacuated from the Greek island of Rhodes as wildfires burn for a sixth day on three fronts. According to Greek authorities, 16,000 people were evacuated by land, 3,000 by sea, from 12 villages and several hotels. The good news is no deaths have been reported. A lot of people were treated for respiratory problems, but other than that, no deaths so far. But yeah, I, w- I was uh, reading something on this, and they were talking about how uh, the last time they had fires, they had more than a hundred people die, and they were really keyed wow. up for it. So oh, that so when the prepared. fire started, they they got they got uh, prepared. So I mean, Good. this is something that. I think we're going to have to figure out. we got to deal with because we're going to yes. have more and more of these fires. It's unfortunate, man. Um, so, yes, uh, cl- good news. Nobody, nobody lost their life. So tying in with that, July heat. So check this out. <laughs> this is a crazy statistic here. <clears throat> the populations of three continents have sweated through a record-breaking heat wave this past month in July. So how hot was it? According to the European Union's Copernicus Climate Change Service, I love that, and the World Meteorological Organization, we have just lived through the hottest three-week period in about 120,000 years. That is well before the last ice age. It, like, that, man, that's... Isn't that crazy? 120,000 years, the hottest three-week period on Earth. Uh, and speaking of heat waves, yeah, no, look at this fun little here. guy that we have now. In the U.S., now we have these uh, little things called hammerhead worms. Toxic worms invading the East Coast that contain the same lethal neurotoxin as pufferfish. They're invading the East Coast, according to the Washington Post. Hammerhead worms are turning up all over Washington, D.C., and Northern Virginia. Researchers say their population will only grow as the climate continues to warm. Okay, so I got a question about that. Mm-hmm. I had one of those in my yard. Really? I did. One of these hammerhead worms. It here. looked just like that <clears throat> out here in the West Coast. Yeah, in the West Coast. So do we? I, I had one. It was about two years ago. I dug it up. And nothing happened. And you didn't I'll, get stung with it or anything, right? I didn't get stung. No, I just looked at it. I was That's like, this crazy. is a strange-looking thing. It says it has the same lethal neurotoxin as pufferfish. 
Well, goodness gracious, I'm glad I didn't touch it. I'm glad you didn't either, because that could have ended bad. Uh, so that's crazy. If it was a, I mean, it looked just like that. Wow. Thing. Yep. And I guess they're uh, due to the, the climate change. So these are the yeah. types of things that we're going to be up. seeing. Crazy, man. Toxic worms. Uh, Twitter. And who do we have to <laughs> blame for this? These well, kind of guys. this past week, this was a pretty big deal on Sunday. July 23rd, Twitter was rebranded as X. X. Yeah, X. So cool. X.com. So cool. So, but all the tweeter, the twit, the tweeter birds are still there. It says tweet. It says tweets. All this stuff. The rebranding, I feel like, was totally botched and not done well. Uh, what do you think of this whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I have Twitter. I look at it every once in a while, and I heard about this on the radio, but I don't see it in my <laughs> in my app. So right. I'm like, all right. Well, okay. I guess it hasn't come to me yet. Yeah, it hasn't. <laughs> I was looking all around for it. So I have to say, and now, did you hear about them putting the X up on the building? On no. The, so downtown San Francisco, they they put the X up where the Twitter okay. uh, bird used to be, and it pulses light, like it flashes. It's really bright, okay. and someone made it. I can't remember who was talking about. They made a comment like, "I'd hate to be the person living across from that." <laughs> yeah, and the guy, a guy who lives in the building across from that, sent a video of it. I mean, it is just oh blinding God, light dude. shining into his into his house. Like, and it apparently was like you're not allowed to do it or something like that. And they just did it. They yeah, just did just it like, anyway. Yeah, just do it anyway. It's that's total Elon Musk. Sounds like just like who gives a shit, right? <sighs> Crazy, man. Who cares? Um, all right, MasterCard. Canceling cannabis purchases on debit cards. They've banned it now nationwide to where they cannot purchase marijuana at a dispensary on a debit card, a MasterCard debit card. Because Why? it's still illegal at the federal level. Pot is legal for medicinal use in 38 states, legal for recreational use in 23. So they're saying the other states, it's still illegal. And so they don't want to be... Uh, a part of that. So is that like, so now you can't like, what about other things that are federally like, you know, that's a great, not legal. Great question. Yeah. It says without the ability to take debit card purchases, this might mean dispensaries have to carry large amounts of cash instead. This can make dispensaries a more attractive target for robberies. Yeah, exactly. The Safe Banking Act, which would protect banks servicing can cannabis businesses, is currently being debated in Congress. So... I just think but that's, I guess, uh, you're on the wrong side of history I with guess, that, though, man. Like, I guess, though, like, MasterCard? Do you have a MasterCard? Well, I mean, my debit card is a MasterCard. Is it? Okay. So, like, my MasterCard for Travis Credit Union is a it's it's a MasterCard. So now you, you can't... Uh, Theoretically. Can't. But if I had a Visa debit card, I guess then that would be okay. Yeah, I use a... I think I might have a Visa. So, I Dang. don't know, man. I mean, I just That's think just it's weird. It's just like a back... Like it seems like a backward and step. yeah. And a backward step. It, it, they know that it's coming it, nationally. It will eventually be decriminalized. But they're trying to play politics here, yeah, I think, me personally. But I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. silly. seems like they would lose money, major, major amounts of money by yeah. doing this. Yeah, like that like doesn't... What that doesn't seem... I kind of wonder what's going on underneath. Yep. Maybe like we'll see. About it. Maybe we'll see as uh, this gets more uh, info. Okay, this was interesting oh, yes. this week. Yes, the UFO concealing, UFO proof whistleblowers here in the United States. This was a big deal, and uh, um, I'm really excited that these uh, former Air Force intelligence officers uh, testified in a House committee this week that the U.S. government has been secretly retrieving and investigating unidentified flying objects for decades. The Pentagon has denied the claims made by these guys. Retired Major Dan David Grush, Grush told the White House Oversight Subcommittee that he was head of a government task force that was assigned to identify various high, highly classified programs relating to aerial phenomena. So these guys had the balls and got up there uh, and, and told their story. So here's the deal. He said it was informed of a, quote, multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program to which I was denied access. It's not clear whether the mysterious objects were extraterrestrial or merely foreign in origin. Grush said he has interviewed officials who said they had direct knowledge of aircraft with non-human origins. So what do you think of all that stuff? Uh, I, I just freaking love this stuff. It's so fun to me. You know, it's just kind of, 
in the you know I I I don't know what the heck is going on you mm-hmm. know, but um, it's nice to have a little bit a little bit of something else to talk about in life. Sixty. Yep, and I think I don't know. I think this is the beginning, maybe, of uh, kind of a sea change in our generation, where maybe some of these people realize that this stuff needs to become knowledge. Why are we secrecy about this? I'm retired. What's, you know, the harm in getting this information out there? I don't know. Uh, it seems like the past, I don't know, five, ten years, we've been getting a lot more of this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I always kind of look at it and I go, hmm, what exactly could be going on here? Yeah. Like, if you look at it from a lot of different angles, you know, I always wondered, okay. So, I mean, I've seen some weird stuff before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always thought, okay, well, it, it was, when I saw that, I was near pretty big, you know, military area in uh, Idaho, uh-huh. like near Montana and stuff. I thought, man, it's got to be like some technology or something like that that the government has. And But it makes me wonder. I'm like, okay, this kind of stuff. And I was talking to a friend about it yesterday and he, he or the other day. And he said, and he said, and I, I was wondering about this, what you think about this. He said, okay, things like AI, mm-hmm. that is now becoming something that regular everyday people can use. Right. Usually technologies that are, you know, cutting edge, it's coming uh, into use from like the military first. Right. Yes. Right. So he's like, if AI is coming out and, you know, they must have something else, you know, that this was his point. He's like, they must have something else that's that's better than that. Um, and yeah. then and then he and then he was like on in terms of UAPs, he's like, OK, well, then that would make you think there must be something better than than uh I don't know. No, it's but true. I mean, I, I think it's kind of. I, that's why I like it. It's kind of fun. I mean, I think there's a lot of. Ca- I have a lot of caution when it comes to this stuff because I'm like, it can be a distracting mechanism. I feel sure. like, yeah, you know, so it right. can be like, okay, other things are going on. Like, right. oh, let's talk about aliens, right? Um, and often can be a pretty racist thing too, like mm-hmm. the a- ancient aliens theories and all that kind of stuff. Like trying to explain all the ruins and things. I'm like, no, it was just. They're always like, yeah, it must have been aliens. Like these, these, uh, these uh, Aztecs couldn't have built this, or these Mayans couldn't have built this. I'm like, why not? Like yeah. they were, they were engineers. They were smart, and I think it, you know. So it's like a distracting, sometimes uh, tricky thing. So I mean, I don't know. I, I like watching it though. Yeah, it, it's good. I like when these moments do happen, and especially at this high level. It's one thing to have, you know ancient aliens talk about it but then to have this actually in our yeah. house committee yeah, with, yeah, with like real government real people, government people talking about it. i mean this is like that's the key this is you know more stuff like this we're gonna finally start peeling back the layers of the onion on that you know yeah so yeah more progress let's figure it out oh yeah and sammy hagar that, that started going viral uh, alien encounter stories started going viral and people found this one from uh i think it was <laughs> 2019 on the howard stern show where sammy hagar talks about apparently a time where he I was just I jumped sa- and yeah I- no he says he was like abducted by aliens and so we're gonna watch this here <laughs> I swear to God and we're gonna we're gonna watch this and you guys are gonna check it out on our YouTube video you guys could check it out youtube.com at rock news weekly so check it out we're gonna watch this video here of Sammy Hagar on the Howard Stern show talking about his alien abduction all right so check it out let's do it yes where is it where the heck is it here it is all right Hey, and you weren't high or anything? No, I didn't do drugs. I didn't even drink back then. And who visited? They just randomly picked me, and I, I woke up while they were doing it. I'm going, what the fuck's going on? My room was white. I mean, I was like, I couldn't see anything. It was a complete whiteout. I laid there, couldn't move. All of a sudden, they said in another language, just telepathy, uh, this is done. You know, he's waking up or whatever. And and they yelled a numerical code that was obviously, you know, like your your passcode to get into your shit, you know? And boom, it was like, it was almost like a wire in the air. And, and, when, and I woke up and it was black and I was shaking and I couldn't move. And when you, t- good, right? yeah, when you tell that story, a guy like crazy. Jason look at you like you're crazy. He's back there making hand signals like cuckoo. He's jealous. He's jealous. Aren't you jealous? I've never heard that story yet. Well, well, he's that, been that, visited. One, Why yeah. him? I just kept thinking like, did they like, do sexual things? Do they put a catheter up your penis? No, no, they, it, it wasn't physical. It was, it was from a distance. They, they, they programmed into me. They, they like, you know, they, they wireless. They, do you think was, they programmed that you would one day be the lead no. singer of a band? No, no, I think it, it, that opened my mind. It was like a big acid trip, brother. Were you visited? 
All right, so there you go. So hearing that from Sammy Hagar, what do you think of of well, it's <laughs> of settled. That story, yeah, it is settled. <laughs> Out of all the billions of people on Earth, they chose Sammy yeah, Hagar, right? Right. Yeah, I know. I can see that. <laughs> that. I think that's why he like pioneered all that like the like neon jumpsuit sort of the red rocker, the red rocker. Yeah, he adopted that persona after his alien abduction. Yeah, they told I him, wonder "You will the- make Cabo Wabo tequila." And you will sell it for millions of dollars. <laughs> maybe he was abducted by David Bowie. Ooh, maybe it was David Bowie. He said he was the spiders from Mars. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last story of the week. This was uh, an interesting one that got a lot of controversy online, and I want to hear your opinion of it as a father. Okay, so Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, they have two daughters, eight-year-old Delta and nine-year-old Lincoln. They revealed on an episode of the Kelly Clarkson show this last week that their daughters enjoy drinking non-alcoholic beer. The Good Place actress says she knows it sounds insane, but that context is important because her husband, Dak Shepard, is a recovering alcoholic. So she says, quote, He's a recovering addict, but he likes non-alcoholic beer. So he'd pop one open, he'd have our oldest daughter on his chest, and we'd walk and look at the sunset as a baby, she was pawing at it and sometimes she'd suck the rim of it so i think it feels to her like something special something daddy something family the frozen star clarified that the drinks have no alcohol in them we've been at restaurants where she said do you have any non-alcoholic beer and i'm like maybe we just keep that for home time she added but then i'm sort of like you can judge me if you want i'm not doing anything wrong that's your problem end quote so what do you think of that well i gotta say you know, I'm a I'm a recovering Mormon. I never have drank. I just can't quite do it, even right. though I'm not practicing. Right. But I did have some non-alcoholic beer. How was it? It was disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. It was just <laughs> terrible. I finished my dissertation. I did my defense, and then I went visited my bishop actually. Oh really? Bi- and he had non-alcoholic beer. What kind of beer was it? What the, what I don't was the know. Brand? He's in Wisconsin, oh, so they're all oh. Wisconsin, oh, you know. Okay. They're all right. about beer there, right? And he does it because he cuz he doesn't drink alcoholic sure. and everyone else is around drinking and he's in business and so he does it. Um, and I drink it was just terrible. <laughs> and right? so and so I I, I think <laughs> if that kid wants to drink the non-alcoholic beer and they like it and they like it, I guess Maybe that's good. They'll keep them in business for all the alcoholics that, that you know, now, I don't know. I don't I don't agree with her saying that it doesn't have any alcohol in them because I know well, for that's a fact. Well, I heard. They have some, right? They have 0.5%, less than a percentage. But if you add up a six-pack, that adds up to 4.5%, right? Which is the equivalent of one beer. So if you drink a six pack, which I could do that. It, well, I had a I had a, a friend, well, a coworker. It was an older guy that used to. He was my uncle's friend, and I used to work with him. He was a recovering alcoholic. He was on medication, and he couldn't drink. But he would get a six pack of Odules every night from the store. You know, a six pack of non-alcoholic beer, and he would slam them like he would just drink them like yeah. just yeah. just boom boom boom, and he would get buzzed. I could tell. And it was just enough, like he had one real beer, just enough to where he could kind of feel that little bit of, of something, you know. And I think with kids, having yeah, that a half a little, of, that's a little guy, a, a little half gal. A, a half a percent of alcohol is going to affect a kid a lot more than it would affect a grown ass man. So Dak Shepard yeah. having a non-alcoholic beer and it's not affecting him, that doesn't mean a nine-year-old kid who, who's having a beer is is going to not be affected from that. So that's just me i don't have kids and i wouldn't be doing that i can't I, I can't see how you would justify that to me and it te- it's teaching them a bad habit like she said they go to a restaurant and the kid's trying to ask for non-alcoholic beer. For na- non-alcoholic beer so i mean imagine what that restaurant uh server's thinking like oh my god this kid's drinking non-alcoholic beer not even 10 years old well that, i mean how is that for dad who is a recovering alcoholic yeah, and that's I don't, tricky. That's a tricky situation. And I, I don't see how it's like a good thing if Dax Shepard is a recovering alcoholic to say that it's okay to have a beer and to have her think that a beer is like part of her dad and his recovery because it's not. Like drinking non-alcoholic beer is is like you're you're kind of you're struggling with that non-alcoholism, you know, yeah. and you need because you need a crutch 
and you need to feel like, oh, you know, I'm drinking a beer, but I'm not really drinking a beer. You're not even fully recovered, you know, in your alcoholism if you're doing that, in my opinion, you know? So, I don't know. I just think the whole thing's kind of a mess, but I wanted to hear what you thought as, well, as a parent. Well, I have to say, I, you know... What if your daughter brought that up? Like, I, oh, it, Dad, it's non-alcoholic beer. Wouldn't you rather me drink this than actual beer? I, I have to say I'm biased because I <laughs> used to watch that show that Dax Shepard was on. Oh, yeah. Um, what was that? Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I was uh, I was seduced by it. You were seduced and by And then I realized later on, it, it, <laughs> because they do this, they like it's set in Berkeley, and they, you yeah. know. But then I realized later on, I was like, wow, dude, this is a real crock. Um, the way that they present everything. And then Dax Shepard and uh, Kristen Bell, I mean, they're not some, like, they're not from some Berkeley radical whatever, whatever. They're, like, doing Lazy Boy uh, <laughs> endorsement stuff, oh, you know? Like, they're, they're, I mean, I feel like I feel like Kristen Bell, Even I mean, I don't have anything against her personally, but I do feel like she is one of the most seen actresses promoting, like, some sort of kind of... Like a lifestyle thing, Li- yeah, like, like a Wayfair. lifestyle, like yeah, Wayfair. Yeah, yeah, oh, like hey, Ryan, Kristen Bell, she did that commercial, yeah, yeah, yeah. for Wayfair, where, where she's like, yeah, yeah, where it's like there's, there's, and what the reason why I'm so annoyed by the <laughs> whole like Parenthood thing mm-hmm. was that it gave you this veneer of like, yeah, cool, like radical Berkeley, California, whatever, but it was all just to shilling hawk. for ho- like hawking stuff. Yep. They even had in the show, it was like, like halfway through, they're like, okay, well. Now we're going to start a charter school because the schools won't take care of our kids oh, or whatever. I was like, great. Okay, yeah, that's what, that's what charter schools always do. Yeah. You know, they just make everything <laughs> that's better. That's what they're notorious yeah, for. Yeah, <laughs> they just make everything better. Um, yeah, and it's for the everyday American. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the run of the mill Joe. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I I, I have to say, I don't know, man. I, seems I'm a little not detached gonna, I don't trust reality. all of their decisions, no, is what I'm saying. And it say. just seems like detached from reality, you know, kind of in a way to me. Yeah. All right. We're judgy. We are. We're but hey, judgy. we can do that. That's our job. Yeah. All right, Rock News Weekly, we're out of here, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Watch us live every Sunday, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, on demand, youtube.com, at rocknewsweekly, and we will see you guys next week. Have a good one, all right? Peace. See you later. See ya. We're ending. There we go. Have you heard of the show, The Righteous Gemstones?